When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Watch us. Watch us change our hats. Ready? Last week we were podcast hosts. Now we're radio hosts and soon to be podcast hosts again, like on Monday. Hi, welcome to the radio show that becomes a podcast miraculously. It's called Talking Real Money, listened to by tens of thousands of people all over the Pacific Northwest and around the world. Huge in Italy. Yeah, uh, only for that one week. I found out I actually went back. Ah. Somebody sent me Uh-oh. a note and said, uh, what about Poland? <laughs> Somebody from Poland sent me sent a note saying, well, what about Poland? And I looked it up, and Poland's number 41. 41. Number one consistently long China. United States China. is number one. Yeah. Number two is Canada. China. Oh, Canada. Number okay. three, oh. United Kingdom. Yeah, UK. Number four. China, Australia. I'm gonna I'm gonna be right eventually. Number here. five, China. Yes. Okay, thank you. I told you. Congratulations. It's like picking the future uh, of the market. Yeah, I'll be right. And you, you know, the nice thing is we don't even do it in Mandarin, nor could we if we even wanted to. Oh, I'm sure we could have it translated, but I don't know Mandarin. Do you know Mandarin? I know a few words. We know money. We do Ni know how. money. Ni hao. Isn't what? that like hello? I don't I know. think it is. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> We know money. <laughs> we don't know anything about Mandarin, really, except Ni Hao, Kung Pao. I don't know. Um, Kung Pao? Oh, come on. Did you really say Kung Pao? <laughs> well, I had some last week, and it was really, really good. <laughs> Not sure what the direct translation is, but... It means yeah. really tasty chicken. Okay. All right. It's a little spicy. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, we're here to talk about money and, and the topic on so many people's minds. Give the phone number Given first. the week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phone number is 855-935-TALK. I just assume you all know it by now, but there are new people coming on all the time. Always. 855-935-8255. That is a number for your questions about things going on in the world of money or in your money life. Or maybe your money future or your money past or your uh, money woes, whatever it is. We'll talk about them. But anyway, look at last week. Wow. It was not. It, it's it's not turning out to be a very good year so far for stocks. So far. Oh, come on. The S&P 500 is down 3.5%. Well, it's not eight. good. It's not up. Yeah, okay. The 100% global portfolios lost a whopping 1%, depending yeah, on which yeah, global portfolio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depends on which global. Follow. Because yeah. I, I, when you say that, people are going to be saying, because yeah. we, we suggest VT a lot. Yeah, and, it's or, down like four. Or VT wax. Yeah, that's because it doesn't have that much small. It doesn't have that much value. It doesn't have that much international value. Emerging market has a little tiny, tiny, tiny bit in it. doesn't have as much 
Well, of if course. you're doing it really so well. So it's, it's mainly larger no. company stocks. Mm-hmm. They do That's have right. small company stocks in there. Not but they very make up much. a tiny percentage of yeah. the portfolio. That's the point. Which is one of the reasons why when we work with our clients, people say, well, why do you, why is your portfolio so complicated? Well, because we want to overweight small. Yeah. And we want to overweight value. And we want to actually have some emerging markets in there. And this is where, and that's why we're talking about this, because this is where those little differences make a difference. In, well, and over time, they make a difference. They make a difference because every and, – and I, 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 there was a note from somebody last week that said, well, why do you rec- uh, recommend real estate when real estate and stocks move in the same direction? No, they don't always move in exactly the same direction. What we're doing is we're confusing two concepts. There's the concept of assets that don't exactly correlate to one another, that don't move in lockstep with one another, and this concept that doesn't exist of negative correlation. That is, if the stocks, and this is what hedge fund people claim they know. You know, when stocks are going up, well, we'll be in these because they go up when stocks are going up, but or when stocks are going down, but not when they're going up. And zig zag, zig, yeah, the one zigs, yeah. the other zags. There's no such thing as one that zigs and the other zags no, uh, no. regularly. No, I mean, like no, right people now, people think that's true of stocks and bonds. Yeah, right now bonds are down, down too. Yeah, yeah, the intermediate bond I just looked is down about three percent year to date. Yep. Okay. Even my short term bond fund. I, but here's the thing. People, okay, they see that, and then they read Jeremy Grantham talking about the super bubble and the world's coming to an end. Uh, and then, they, of course, what they want to see is what's next. What? That's what they want to know. They oh, want to know, know what's okay. next, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, course, so that's... therefore, what does that equal? What does it equal? You're supposed to tell us. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you that Jason Zweig wrote today that uh, 10 years ago he wrote, that people very unrealistically believed the stocks were going to go up 13% a year from that point forward. And he wrote at the time, oh, it, no, we can maybe make six because they've had such a great run. Well, it turns out they've made about 13% a year since then. I appreciate his honesty. He also talks about the CAPE analysis and, and kind of what's next. And then what's next is, you know, nobody knows what's next. There. That is the underlying message. And the one that if, if all of us got this, we wouldn't even have a job. You don't know. You'll not know. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestory advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. Tom and I created Vestory to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. 
Tom and Don are talking real money. What do Tom and Don equal? No, not trouble. Well, yeah, it used to. Uh, now, I thought you were going to do the weight. <laughs> Don't do that Don't on do the that air. Good Lord, no. No. Money, money information that is unlike most of the rest, particularly on the radio and podcasts out there, because everybody's trying to tell you what to do now to do better in the future, like they know something they can't know. And that's one of the points we're really trying to get across. If you have a question about the money, and the future the money and you want to yeah. you want to get the truth you don't want to get lied to call us at 855-935-TALK now does that always mean we'll have the right answer no we're just not going to go out of our way to lie to you we may have opinions you don't agree with we may mess up once in a while i gotta think about what you just said we won't go out of our way to lie to you we, we, so won't, like we, yeah, we, we might lie to you but we won't go out of our way to you. All right. okay. uh, mm-hmm. i mean like you know the dragon fund debacle that whole thing <laughs> Yes. Well, that was a misstatement followed by a Christina. Christina called again yesterday. Oh, is that right? Thanking Uh-oh. us for the great answer and the correction. Ah. Oh, okay. TDF is also could be known as target, target date, date fund, fund. Yeah. not literally TDF because the TDF the fund. Templeton Dragon Not a very fund. good fund. Yeah, that's a bad one. <laughs> Sorry. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. And Kathy, we appreciate your call. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Tom and Don. Thanks for taking my call, and thanks for your show and your podcast. And Tom, don't uh, I like your jokes? They're just fine, so don't <laughs> let Don tell you otherwise. Oh, oh, come don't on. tell I, me. That, I, I just so, heard that. I thought you sounded like out of such his a way. nice person, and then he goes out of his way to give me a bad time about them. Thank you. Kathy. Out of my way. It's yeah, just. Out of your way. It's <laughs> just. No, it's, it, it, I can't help it. All right, Kathy, you can speak anyway. <laughs> Okay, so, <laughs> so my question is how much to how much to diversify on the equity side. So there's just so many different buckets. Um, you know, I've been listening to you guys, and I also follow, follow Paul Merriman, and uh, you know, Paul has a long list, or you know, his website has a long, great list. And I'm just wondering, you know, how much how much is enough, and how much diversify. Yeah, I mean, the, the answer to that is how much work do you want to do? There's a reason that we give a one-fund solution, right? The Vanguard Total Global Total Stock Fund, that right. takes in... Which isn't, as we mentioned in the beginning right. of the, the hour, that is not as diversified as we would like to see, but it's simple. It's simple, and, and that's the key. We also give uh, right. two two equity funds, one bond fund on our website, TalkingRealMoney.com, where we show you one U.S., one international and one then one bond fund. You mentioned Paul. I think his has 10 funds. So there you're going to get the, the money's going to be shifted around a little bit more. So you're going to get a little more small, some value, some, some of the things you have very, very, very little exposure to in the one or two fund solution. So to me, it's a matter of how much work you want to do. Um, because if you do the 10, you're pretty well diversified. Although again, <laughs> we could say, and we wouldn't go out of our way to be not telling you the truth here. We could say that the portfolios that we use for our clients are even still more diversified because they even have a greater tilt of value to small to international parts of the market that even the 10 fund that Paul has is not as much as what we would use. And the reason we don't suggest it on the show is because of the the, the confines of this program. You're out. Most people are out driving. If we went through, and plus it would just be incredibly boring, if we went through a list of, hey, buy these 10 funds, then 
then we need you every year at least, well, or on average, to rebalance those funds and fight against your own emotions, which will tell you, well, I, I'm not selling my winners and buying losers. We we know that there's it's so much more complicated than just giving somebody a list of funds and saying, go buy these and rebalance regularly. Got it. Okay. No, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to put in some effort. Yeah. I, for instance, I don't have like small uh, blend, small cap blend or rates or international small cap and international value. I'm kind of. I'm yeah. And having those, having those is likely to add both likely over a long period of time. It has in the past add a little tiny bit of return and. Reduce the overall volatility of the portfolio. As we said, if you have the kind of portfolio that we create, all equities, it's down less than 2%, while the VT is down over 4%. But the trick is it's not the work, Kathy. It's it's the emotional control. And we find a lot of people tell us they have that, and they believe they have that, right up until it's time to make that hard, disciplined decision to do it sell my winner and buy my loser i've got to sell my stocks that made 13 percent last year and buy those bonds that were down two percent no i'm not doing that see the problem so um such a problem she decided to depart yeah i mean that is exactly right the discipline and you know not just setting things up but then as you say it's counterintuitive a lot of times. You have to sell things that are have gone up, it's, appear to be continuing to go up, and buy the ones that have went down. There's that, but there's also the complexity to all of the various sort of funds that we use for our clients. It just There's just more time, more complexity as well. So it's not as simple, even as simple as Paul's 10 fund portfolio, which I which I admire. Oh, absolutely. And 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 we're not saying that, that, that in fact, we're, we, if you could do it, Good for you. Yeah, absolutely. It's just really, really hard in reality for people to do it. And uh, it's almost it almost takes sometimes superhuman effort. Do you have to be wearing a cape to do it? Uh, yeah, but different kind of cape. What you want to wear, uh, wear is the, uh, the uh, cyclically adjusted price-to-earnings ratio cape. Oh, yeah. yeah I say that often every day. That's the cape. The Phil Schiller yeah. cape. Yeah, yeah, hmm. which is now trading way above. Oh. The only two times it's traded this high is mm-hmm. dun 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 September twenty. No, September nineteen twenty nine. Pardon me, and December nineteen ninety nine. Did those two dates ring a bell for you? They're ringing I, one I, for me. I'm actually looking at the S and P five hundred Cape right now, and that's pretty high. I mean, so people are saying, are we going to be in this? Meltdown, Jeremy Grantham there recently was writing that big one there. we're there going to have a, a super bubble. There. Yeah, but you know what's funny is that the 1999 cape was at about 45. 44.2, it says. Yeah, yes. about, I'm, I'm rounding. And okay. the 29 cape was at about 33. That's 32.6. Yes, okay. And the current cape is, what, 26. So while it's high... No, they, he says it's a 37, by the way, but okay. Oh, oh, I made this, made this chart maybe a, a little bit older. Yeah, this is probably a little bit older. Okay, so 37 now. Um, but 
what do you do? Uh, yeah, sure. Prices are going to go. Well, here's go what down. you do. What are you going to do? What you you just do? What you just said? You're going to after things have gone up, you're going to trim them. Mm-hmm. You're going to trim them. You're not going to sell them. You're going to trim them, rebalance the portfolio, and you're going to forget about what's ahead because well, we'll talk about how Jason's wife thought he was right and was not here in a moment. And you can call us at eight five five nine three five talk eight five five nine three five eight two five five. Are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. I had to rush that phone number because the break was running headlong and I was like, it's like, 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 uh, trying to get across a train track when a train's coming. It's like, it's coming, run. Uh, I almost got hit. Uh, 855-935-TALK is the number. 855-935-8255. Just, you know, I mentioned again, just to close out this discussion about so- stocks being in a super bubble. What's next? No one knows, of course. And as I mentioned at the beginning of all this, that Jason Zweig 10 years ago said, there's no way stocks can go up another 13% a year because they just went up. 13% a year, basically, for the prior period, and then they did. And, again, he didn't know, and he admits it, I don't know anything. So, again, to have the right asset allocation, trim the things that have gone up, and ignore all the noise, because there's always a lot of it. And this, I need to add this, that you have to remember that that 13% per year that you got over the last plus decade plus, that is part of the average annual return that we expect over longer periods of time and that average annual return that even jason was talking about you know the six seven maybe eight percent numbers those are averaged out over decades decades so big decades are usually offset by less big but we don't know how big or how bad or how far or how fast so you can't play it it's impossible even though you're sitting around going well it can't go much higher well it can, and you just yeah, don't know it, when. Yeah, it's a reflection, of course, of businesses, how well they're doing, what people think the future will be for them. And if I could add one final thing. No, we're done. You probably, didn't, you probably didn't get 13%. Here's why. Because very few of you are 100% in stock. Yeah. That's, that's 100% good. in stock. So yeah, ain't that many of you doing that because there's volatility. In addition to calling us at 855-935-TALK, you can also send us questions, as way too many of you do, at TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, for the very first time in Talking Real Money history, the first eight-letter question wow. ever posed. Eight letters? Eight letters. Okay. Do you count punctuation? I'm going to give an eight-letter answer then. I'm no, you don't count punctuation, back. right? No, I don't count Okay, punctuation. just letters. Ready? Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't include spaces. If you include spaces, it's ten. But I'm not. Are you ready for this question? Yes, You're going to love this question. I hope so. You After are. this buildup, oh I my have gosh! To. IVV or VOO? IVV oh. is the iShares S and P 500 fund, yeah, right. and VOO is the Vanguard S and P. Okay, which one is less expensive? There's a, that's the only difference between They're exactly the, two, right? the same price. <laughs> exactly. The same, well, and they're both price. they're both exchange traded funds. So yes. There's no cost to buying them. Correct. If you go to the right broker, <sighs> some brokers charge. Yeah, well, they never do that. Uh wow. And, and I have the correct answer. I have the correct answer. 
Ready? Lennerman or Leno. I mean, I don't know what. Neither. Neither. It's not diversified enough. Well, okay, but if you're but if you're looking for an S and P, why are you fund, looking for an S and P five hundred fund? Because that's the most important index in the world, Don. It's five hundred no, largest U.S. Not. companies. It's not oh, okay. the best index in the world. Well, I didn't it's say only the best. The, I said most. I important. know, but you see, most important people conflate with best. Yes, they do. They do. Yes, they do. And it's but not. If you, but that could be. You could own that and then own other things. Yeah, but I I say why bother when yeah. you can go okay. get VT. For almost the same price. What is VT? I think we looked that up, and that was like four basis points or some ridiculous. I think it's small one number. basis point more, and instead of five hundred stocks, oh no, no, it's five basis points more. Oh my goodness, not five basis Sorry. points. Five basis points more, but you get small companies, you get uh, internationals, you get all kinds of stuff. I, I'm, 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 I'm not buying this. I'm just uh, no. I don't think. I think the correct answer is why. Okay, but I'm going to, just to affirm, if you want to own the S&P 500, I see no difference between those two. Let's see, the portfolio. They're going to be managed the I'm same ch- way. Just check it. Yeah, they both, have to. Both have 500 stocks. <laughs> okay. Oh, Ooh, shocker there. The biggest uh, now, I don't even know what the biggest is anymore. Oh, let me Tesla? look. Let me look. No, I don't think it's Tesla anymore. Can it be? I don't know. It had a big tumble. Is it Apple now or, or Microsoft, maybe? Microsoft hasn't fallen as far as I think some of the other large techs Good have been guess. Good. Up. Wow, look at how um, – uh, no, Microsoft's number two. I'm sorry. I was looking okay. at the wrong thing. Apple? Apple is number one at 7%. Okay. Microsoft yeah. is two at 6%. That's Tesla 13. is one, two, three, four. Uh, well, you see, Alphabet doesn't count. Alphabet yeah. A and Alphabet C. It's okay, four percent. So Alphabet's second, Amazon. Our Amazon's Alphabet's third, Amazon's fourth, and Tesla's fifth. There you go. Tom and Don are talking real money. At some point, most investors need professional financial guidance. So get a little bit of free help or a lifetime of affordable 100% fiduciary guidance at vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We're talking real money. Bum, 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 bum. I don't know. What is it? No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to protect. Oh, look at you even do percussion. I could do Howard Cosell if you wanted. Would that be better? Yeah. You know, there's a. Don McDonald, the former great from New York. If we don't pay the NFL, can we even say Super Bowl? Probably not. There was like an article I read this morning that said everybody, uh, like some church, a church, Tom, a church, yeah. wanted um, to have some people together to watch. Oh no, the Super no Bowl. way you could do that. Yeah, that would be. And they no. were going to charge licensing the door. fee. They were going to charge much? at the door to, oh, yeah. to cover the food. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the NFL wrote them a letter saying, "No, you can't do it." Did you know the NFL rules? And I'm sure no one pays any. Have you been into a bar, a sports bar where they have like the 900 inch screen? I've never been to a bar, but okay, okay yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, the NFL's rule <laughs> is that you cannot project the show the game on a screen. Tom, this is you. How much? How you're much? Illegal. How big? Uh oh, uh oh. You cannot. You cannot project. They're going to be the knocking game on the door. How big? On a screen bigger than 55 inches. Oh my god. <laughs> well. I guess that's going to have to watch it upstairs think, instead of downstairs tomorrow I think tomorrow the rules night, are just a little archaic, yeah. aren't they? Well, but i tell you what's not archaic. What? This what? is the ease to bet on the Super Bowl tomorrow. It's, and you, 31 and a half million Americans? 
are are betting or going to bet on the game seven point six billion dollar with a B mm-hmm. on uh, that's a that's an about an eighty percent jump from last year. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just because it's so easy now. And let me guess. The people who will are guaranteed to profit from this are yes. Oh wait, the sports books. Oh, you mean the bookies in the middle? Thirty-three states now have legal sports betting. I thought Washington was one of them, but I don't wouldn't know how to do it here. I guess there's ways. Well, I know California I know. isn't, um, and I think in Florida the only way you can do it is if you go to a place. You can't do it online. Oh. A lot of states allow sports betting, but only a handful. It's like twelve or so allow that online betting. The the DraftKings, that kind of thing. And if it's not exciting enough just to bet on the game where there's a four-point difference, I guess the Rams of Los Angeles favored by four points over the Bengals of Cincinnati. You can, Do you know this? I mean, I, I, No, I don't you can know bet this. On, I don't okay, bet you on bet things. On the, you can bet on the first person to make a catch. You can bet on the first person to catch a, or get a touchdown. And if that's not enough, you can bet on the coin toss. Well, there, Tails never fails, well, they wait, say. Okay, or, hold or, on. This yeah. is wait. That's just stupid. <laughs> if betting, you got some other places for your money. If, if this betting is, is that important to you, why not just? Yeah. And, and apparently, it's more important than the game, the big game. Why in the heck don't you just sit around your living room, and flip coins all night? Okay, I didn't even Heads, get to the fun one. Tails. I didn't even get to the really good that one. Was the, the really good one. bet. What? This is the real big bet. The length of the national anthem over under. One one minute thirty five seconds. Which way do you go on that oh, one? Oh, I don't care. Okay, it's like the I length do. of the field. I'm going I, long, and I'll tell you why I'm going long. I don't even know who the performer is, but when you get out there and you've got all those people, and this is big, then you're going to go long because, hey, I'm on center stage. Boom. Great logic, Mister <laughs> Mister Gambler. Well, I, we'll my, see who's right. My guess is no. I'm not right. I'm not betting. Well, no, I'm betting your money. I already put I, it in there. I so. don't bet. I've told you my betting strategy. I have one betting strategy. Yeah, we're not going to do that because we got somebody waiting. You go to, get to on the, the casino and yeah. you drink right. beer and bet yeah. until you run out of money, and then you go away. All right, eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. Jeffrey, what's up? Hey, Jeffrey. Hey guys. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Glad to do I it. Got, uh, hey, I've got a bit of a couple of different moving parts here, so I just want to kind of lay it out, and then I. Uh, might sit back and listen. So um, looking at buying a house, um, obviously we got rates doing what we all think is going to be going up over the next 12 to 18 months. Um, right now I have the, I have about $500,000 in a brokerage account that is going to be the down payment on the new house. I've got about 200,000 of that is long-term capital gains that I will have to pay when I pull that out to make the down payment. And I have about $500,000 of equity in my current house. Um, my question is, I met with um, my lender the other day, my bank, and I had the opportunity to take the equity in my current house, put that into the brokerage account, so I'd have a million dollars in that brokerage account, and then I can take out a line of credit against that brokerage account at the overnight lending rate plus two and a half. My question is, does it make sense for me to hold that million dollars in the brokerage I account? I am just baffled by this advice. Hang on with us a minute. Let us take this break because this is going to take a little while. We'll be back. Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. 
your guide to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Howdy, friends. I'm Don. That's Tom. We're moseying down the money range with you here on Talking Real Money. Um, we we're talking to Jeffrey, and Jeffrey has a half a million dollars in his investments. He has half a million dollars in uh, equity in his home. Now, before we get into those questions and the advice you got, which I thought was a little strange, let's go backward in time, Jeffrey. Let's go back. How much is this house that you want going to cost? Um, let's, let's just call it 1.5. 1.5. Okay. Um, and when are you buying this house? It'll be in the next six to, uh, next six months. Are you going to sell the house that has the half a million dollars in equity? Yes. Okay. So, okay. You- just to do some simple math here for me, I mean, again, at a million and a half, 20% of that would be $300,000 as a down payment. I'm, I'm trying to get to why do you need to borrow, et cetera, yeah. so much of the money to pay for a home that's a million and a half. No, no worries, no worries. Your, your, your hook cut me off there a little bit before a couple of data points. Um, the lender on the 30-year jumbo, the best rate I can get is I put down 30%. All right, so I need a 30% okay. down payment. All right. Okay, um, all right, got that, 30%, good. 30%, what would the rate be? So right now, so again, your great question. The the published rate is three point five percent. Now, if I move over four hundred thousand dollars, I will get an eighth of a point discount. If I move over eight hundred thousand, I get an additional eighth. Right, so I get a quarter point off of that rate if I move over eight hundred thousand dollars of new money to this place, which would be the brokerage account five hundred thousand plus the cash and the sale of the house, if I move those two lumps over to this company, I'll get that quarter point reduction on the three and a half. Oh, so this is they're like buying a, down the, the rate no, by wait, no. letting you, them manage the money. Yeah, That's you're managing, they're, they're managing your money for yeah. you, correct? They would. They're not now. They would be, yeah. though, to your point. Yeah. Yeah. And they said they would pay you 2% plus the overnight rate? No, that's what it cost uh, to no, borrow. That's what it costs you to borrow. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I that, this sounds this sounds horribly, ridiculously gimmicky. The other thing is, is why not just do it the old-fashioned way and sell your house and take four hundred thousand in equity out of that, <laughs> put that down to get the three and a half percent rate, and then invest your other money to hopefully make a lot more than three and a half percent. Well, I was thinking I could make a lot more than the than the than the three if I didn't use the if I put the equity in the house into a brokerage account, had some experts like you guys manage it that'll get me eight to twelve over the yeah, long. Yeah, but you're, you're, but you're giving them eight hundred thousand, so you're 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 where's that money going to go? They're going to manage it, right? Hopefully, make eight to twelve percent on it. I, I, okay, well, yeah, but okay, how but are what, they going to manage much? it? Yeah, how is it going to be managed? Again, here's the reason I don't like these deals. Pure, just generally. Because it feels like yeah. I kind of a margin-y kind of like I'm going to borrow against the money that they're managing. There's a complexity. It sounds right? gimmicky I mean, too. It just I don't I don't I would rather see you. And by the way, there'd be places you could go buy down the loan without it being this complicated if you really had to. But even at three and a half percent, that's pretty cheap money if you look at the long haul, Jeffrey. So I would still rather see the three and a half. Keep your money. You know, put the 
20 or maybe 30% down if that's what's going to be required because you have the cash. Take the rest of it, invest it at a much lower cost probably than what these people are going to charge you. I'm just guessing because of what they want to charge you for the line of credit to do all of this. I would rather see it that way. Have you shopped rates? I have not shopped rates. My, you know, this, my, my call to you guys was to ask this complicated question. Yeah, I, will I don't like. Rates. I don't like this deal. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, are you a Costco member? I am not a Costco member. I don't have a my my, my current house is not big enough to have a Costco membership. But my, my next well, house. Okay. Is. <laughs> Good for you for I knowing that. I was just trying too, to way. save you some yeah. money because Costco does some deals on mortgages. But I'm looking online right now, and I'm looking at a uh, uh, I'm looking at rates of three and a quarter, three and a third. Yeah, it's um, somewhere around three and a half. I, I think I for would go 30. shopping, and I don't think and and I'm look. These are with twenty percent down. Remember, no this is a jumbo. Might be That's a what I'm saying. These are the jumbo, jumbo rates. No, oh, okay. I pulled up jumbo rates. I got jumbo rates. Wow. Um, I would. I shop. I'd shop. I'm not. This, these guys aren't. Sm- they're not passing my smell test. I'm not. Me feeling either good with about those them. rates. I'm not feeling no. good. It's just complicated. Yeah. Eight five five nine three five. Talk. That's it. It sounds so. It and and generally when a deal is complicated, it is bad. Almost always, the more complex the deal, the worse it is, because they use complexity to reduce transparency, to add opacity. It's, it's a, it's and it's a, generally expensive, not just bad, yeah, more expensive, generally. No, I would run, run, run away. Scott, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi. I have a question. Uh, I don't know. It might be a silly question. Um, why, when interest rates goes up, does the value of your bond go down? I would think that if you buy something, Mm-mm. it would stay, the value would no, stay the, the same. Here's a simple explanation, by the way. When rates go, let's just say you hold a 10-year bond that has a coupon, a yield of one and a half. And then tomorrow, a new bond for that same period of time is sold with a higher rate Mm-hmm. of two percent mm-hmm. your bond's not worth as much so that price therefore that comes down i mean so the two are really yeah, fixed at the hip it's really simple look at it this way if if the rate one day was one and a half and you bought a 10-year bond that day one and a half the next day the rate jumped which it wouldn't to two percent that's 25 percent more income from the bond to get your bond to yield two percent total you have to reduce the price by about 25%. Pretty substantial difference there. So, yeah, th- th- they are directly related. There's no question. Does that help? Hmm. Yeah, a little bit. I was just curious yeah. because I listened your to bond, your bond has a fixed. That- your bond has a fixed rate of return. When you buy the bond, that rate is fixed for the term of the bond. It doesn't adjust up or down. So when rates rise, your return is still going to stay low. Which is one Therefore, of the reasons why we yeah. suggest bond funds, short intermediate term bond funds for people, because there the rate of the bonds that are coming into the portfolio are gradually rising, even though the value of the bonds they already own have gone down. So eventually over time, things kind of balance out. But it's always the inverse. If, if a re- interest rates rise, the value of an old security at a lower rate is going to go down. You had, you had a follow-up question to that, Scott, or does that help? So you're you're not really losing money. You're not losing value as far as you put in, say, $10,000. It doesn't go down. 
your ten thousand right. dollars is still there. You okay. got it. Yeah. No, okay. That's so that you there there you Perfect. go. Perfect. You did yep. it. now. If the, you bought a ten thousand dollar bond yielding one and a half percent, and it matured in ten years, and you held that bond for the full ten years, you will get your ten thousand dollars back. It's only if you want to sell it early that you Thank have to you. sell it to somebody else at a discount. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, and thank you. people people don't know that. Thank you for the call. People don't realize that the bond. I think this is still true. The amount of trades in the bond market are actually greater on a dollar basis than they are with stocks. You just don't hear about them as much. No, because they they, they there's a lot of stuff going on, but it's yeah. only with a very few bonds by comparison. When you compare with stocks, you hit the nail on the head. Bond fund diversification. Mm-hmm. Bond fund diversification of rates and bond fund you can get them at very low cost so it's a great alternative don our phone number is 855-935-TALK call us anytime at that number tom and don are talking real money tom and i created vestry to help everyone become a better investor even those who will never be clients let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high pressure sales pitch at vestory.com v-e-s-t-o-r-y.com for your real life and real future tom and don are talking real money you know we help a lot of people on this show in this podcast but we also help you in some ways that you may not be aware of well, tomorrow's Super Bowl Sunday. It's time to raise your game. Get the help you need. You like that? Okay. Anyway, yeah, we, oh, we see, now you have conversations like a all the <laughs> We have conversations regularly with people that want our help one on one. They are absolutely free. There is no obligation. And I will make a guarantee you will walk out of that meeting with things you had not thought of. No question. And if it was, it was an ad, you have to say the big game. <laughs> The big game. Tomorrow is the big game. Uh, Thank you. I I got Uh, to pay for that one, right? If you would like to get this help that Tom's talking about, just go to Vestory.com. Okay, that's our website. Set up an appointment there, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial product or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.